A year has passed in Hawkins. Some normalcy has returned to the town, but old questions still linger and new faces have appeared. Mad Max, the new girl from California, quick to flip the bird and shred a board, is setting high scores in Dig Dug and in Lucas and Dustin's hearts. Will is plagued with visions of a horrifying upside-down apocalypse by night, while kids at school call him Zombie Boy by day. Joyce takes him to the Hawkins lab where he is checked out by Dr. Paul Reiser. Mike is having a tough time adjusting to post-11 life. He's edgy, acting out, having problems at school, and maintains a lonely vigil, nightly calling out to Elle on his walkie-talkie. Sheriff Hopper has his hands full trying to keep the truth of what happened in his town under wraps, as Barb's grief-stricken parents seek out a conspiracy-chasing investigator from Chicago to uncover what happened to their daughter. It's also revealed that he has secretly taken Eleven into his home. Their relationship has apparently progressed since last season's stalking the woods with egos. Welcome to Dungeons & Demogorgons, the officially unofficial podcast for Stranger Things on Netflix. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And we just watched Chapter 1 of Season 2, titled Mad Max. Titled Chapter 1, Mad Max. Bold decision, I think, of them to just call this Stranger Things 2 and start all over with the chapters. This is... A, it, it's not an anthology, but they're labeling it like it is. It's kind of weird. Uh, be that as it may, I thought it was fucking cool. Yeah. No, it was a great episode. I was, I, I mean, I had high hopes, and like this thing was uh, consistently entertaining. It was funny. It uh, had intriguing twists and turns, and also, I mean, I, I, I was shocked at how the world became larger because they introduced this character of of eight, mm-hmm. uh, who's another Hawking's lab uh, a, a, a experiment, growing a muck in the world and living a life of crime. And also that they revealed the existence of Eleven. Yeah. And that the relationship yeah, she has really. with Hopper, like, in the first episode, like, that's... I mean, I think we debated that in a preview. We're like, that could be, like, two, three, four episodes in. Nope. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a show that's got... Uh, uh, that's confident in a story that it wants to tell. Yeah, it's amazing to me how little I felt like this was indulgence in the Stranger Things vibe and how much it just continuously set up groundwork for what is obviously going to be future material. Yeah. Like, I expected a little bit more fan service in a different way, I guess. Um, like which so? was just kind of like, let's revel in these kids playing kid games and let's do these things. And they, they do a little do, bit of yeah. that. But, but it always felt like it was pushing the story forward. Because even in those scenes, you get like, oh, the discovery of Mad Max. Who is Mad Max? You and, know? and it also serves as a contrast between the kids that were really traumatized will and mike you know will yeah. most obviously mike because he is the one that grew the closest to 11 and that she you know she got ripped away mm-hmm. uh and lucas and and dustin who have largely kind of returned to normalcy yeah pretty much um but th- they don't i don't know well i'll maybe talk about that in a little bit but the first thing that i that i noticed in this cold open is i i was a little bit confused and i was a little bit like are we sure this is Stranger Things? Did we click the wrong thing here on Netflix? Right. Maybe this is Steve's new life. I don't know. <laughs> he could be a bank robber. Yeah. Um, he went from uh, graffiti on a movie uh, on a movie front, a marquee, to, yeah. to robbing banks or whatever yeah. they were doing. I don't even remember. Uh, they, they were I think it was stuff some into, kind of heist. Loading stuff into a van and running from cops. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. Like, I... We open it up so not like Stranger Things that I I was very confused and a little bit off put. But by the end of that season, that scene, it becomes very apparent why they did it. Yeah. Um, and totally worthwhile in that we discover okay, they're 
as we kind of guessed, are more kids out there like Eleven. I'm just going to say the she least seems did. to be older. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also they have different powers, you know? I mean, Elle can, can like, crush people's bladders, uh-huh. and she can throw trucks into the air. Uh-huh. Uh, it seems like Eight can make people think they saw Jedi things they didn't. Trick. And, and yeah. maybe, maybe it's just that Eight's more refined. Could be, yeah. Um, she's squeezing the right brain glands. Yeah, like she doesn't need to. Because at first I thought she just ripped the tunnel roof off. Because yeah, I, I think I would believe she could do that, but more effective to just make the. And I was like, I was like, what kind of asshole is this cop? Right. Like, what are you doing? Like the fucking roof caved in. He hit the, like, and then like, no, he just uh, he Jedi mind tricked him. Yeah. So it's interesting. I wonder if L will ever get there, or if this is just a result of some some different power she has. I don't know. I'm curious. And also, will she be an ally or a cavillain? Uh-huh. Uh, let's talk about, like, so let's talk about some of the more fan service stuff. Like, as, yeah. again, as a child of the 80s, I was the exact same age of these kids at the exact same time. I loved seeing Dragon's Lair. I loved seeing Dig Dug. <laughs> uh, it yep. was super cool to see, like, these these arcades. Uh you know, like my local arcade is called Doctor Feelgoods, and it was in, <laughs> oh my god, and it was it was in a basement in downtown Mooresville, but I fucking loved it. And like once a week, my dad would take me over there with like two or three bucks, and we'd like play Moon Patrol or Donkey Kong or Pac Man, and uh, it's cool because like one of the neat, neater things I don't know if they still do this at Pax has been for several years, but they had what that's called the classic arcade. Where you go into this room and they usually got the lights turned off and it's got like fifty arcade machines on free play and they pump in yeah. like fog so it replicates that smoky eighties arcade because that's the thing like this was the cleanest nicest looking arcade yeah, it I looked grew brand up new. in rural Indiana and I'm like where are the the weirdos where is the the chain oh, smoking there was a weirdo oh that's true there was definitely a weirdo that in was there. true they had the weirdos he just wasn't chain smoking right. Right, uh, like like he was chain eating. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, what, what the hell was he eating? God, I can't imagine. You don't allow somebody to eat Cheetos and play your there arcade you go. games. There you go. You well, I was just saying, like at my arcade, like dudes would take lit cigarettes and put them on the yeah. bezel where you'd put the, and there's all these burn marks and it's na- so nasty. Yeah, but Cheetos dust on your controllers, and I, I'd take an army buttons. of them over a guy trying to scam a date for Nancy. But... Yeah. Like, yeah, like, this guy is, A, he doesn't have a chance. He's not going to get a yeah, date. Yeah, do you think Will has some kind of fucking love potion? Because that's what it's going to take. Something out of Harry Potter to get Nancy <laughs> in a car with you at the drive-in, dude. Yeah. And it's nothing, it's not even about your looks. It's just about, like, the... Everything you, about you. Yeah, man. You can't approximate a human slug <laughs> and pull down Nancy Wheeler. It's just not going to happen. Not going right. to happen. Uh, maybe he could get Mad Max. Maybe he's got some nope. mad skills. That's that creepy because she would, cause she's she would way underage. Dude, I don't think this guy is that discriminating. I'll just say. Okay, well, if you wanted to say that he's a outright like fucking child I, predator, I said it about Mr. Clark. You know I'll what? say it about this guy. <laughs> and and you know what? You're wrongly maligning Mr. Clark. Uh, Why? Well, I mean, he's I, he's he he has a very uh, age appropriate uh, relationship with a, a very pretty young woman. That uh, he watched That's a horror movies with. True, yeah. I don't, I don't see room in in the, uh, his <laughs> life for no little time boys for and it. girls, right? Uh, but this guy, yeah, maybe you're right. I could see him bringing over a, a pack of wine coolers and oh yeah, uh, to, to 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 Mad Max. Oh god, no, I'm not even going to finish it. Uh, <laughs> what 
else do we want so to talk I, about? I really like the introduction of Hopper here because it's so much like the introduction of Hopper in season one. Um, you know, it, it, we skipped the trailer part, the smoking, the drinking, all of that. But you, when he comes in the office, it is, office, it is almost a shot. Yeah. It is almost that exact shot from season one, right down to the donuts and. Um, but now the office assistant Mary, I think her name Ma- is. Mary's uh, making better choices for him. She is, yeah. She's trying to apples instead of donuts. Yeah. What do you think of this investigator from Chicago? Uh, I wrote down his uh, Mari Bauman. Yeah, so he seems like a crackpot. I mean, he's spouting a lot of stuff that you but would think is insane. But he's a reporter Chicago Tribune? Like, that's, that's Richard, Richard. That's uh, Roger Ebert's joint, man. Like, yeah. that's not a rag. No, and we also know that he's potentially right. I mean, yeah. we know that there are other super-powered girls out there, right? Yeah. So It wasn't a Russian He's not spy, entirely insane, but right, but he has maybe the wrong details. The problem is, is the truth is more insane than he's probably willing to let on. Like he's, Easily. He's, he's looking for chemtrails and Russian agents. He needs to be looking for fucking split-faced interdimensional beings. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's, he's too grounded in reality. Yeah, but I think that's kind of why it works is because we know that he could be onto something, but he's still a weirdo. So that's the thing. Is like, is he a bad guy? I don't know. No, I don't think so. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, clearly we later on see the relationship between him and Barb's parents, right? Uh-huh. Um, that, to me, is the only potential for him to be a bad guy is if he is knowingly misleading or bleeding them dry. Them. Yeah. But on the other hand, if he's bleeding them dry and actually getting somewhere in the quest for truth. Right. I don't know if it's a bad guy. No. He should be reimbursed for so. his time. Yeah, and I mean, the real bad guy in that situation, I guess, would be Nancy, right? Because she knows the truth, and she's not letting on because of the guilt she feels. Well, that's what I was thinking, like, a lot of this time, like, who knows? And who's talked to who? Because Will's parents seem completely in the dark about what's going on with him. Or if Wait. they're not, then why the hell... Aren't they cutting him more slack? Mike's or get... parents? Yeah. Did I say Mike? Okay. You, no, you said Will, which confused sorry, me. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Mike, why do, Mike's parents act like they're completely in the dark about what happened to him because yeah. they are like treating it like a complete mystery about him acting out. Well, they were. I mean, well, like, I mean he, he thought he lost Will, and they started to treat him a little bit differently because but, of that, but they but don't know anything they, about it. But what did they tell... What did the government goons that staked out their house and tore it upside down, what did they tell them that they were there for? They when said they... he's in trouble. Right, but, like, did they give them a story? Like, what? No, I would like to know what didn't. the story is. No, they I know didn't. they, they refused didn't. refused to. But, like, did, did, did Mike's mom and dad just be like, well, we're glad you're out of trouble. We can just let it right. go at a generic trouble. No, this was, uh, this was what he got caught for. <laughs> what was... What's the thing that he got in trouble for? Graffiti in the bathroom? There's a bunch of things. Like, honestly... That's the story he told his parents. <laughs> yeah, they called the they, <laughs> they, called called the, the, they called the FBI and the CIA because Department I was tagging... Energy. I was, I, it was some pretty bad graffiti, Mom. Yeah. Here I, I sat permanent all, marker. Here I sat all brokenhearted. <laughs> you don't want to know the rest. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't know, because that's that was a frustration. Like, who knows what? Like, gotcha. obviously... You know, Joyce and, and Hopper, and they're working together with the lab to get Will some help, which, yep. speaking of guys we're not sure about, Dr. Paul Reiser. Uh-huh. I, I can't trust, like, first of all, we, when we sat down and it said starring Paul Reiser, like, Paul fucking Reiser? Mad like, about you's Paul Reiser? Like, like, we haven't seen him since the 90s, and I know uh-huh. he doesn't look like that, but what is he going to look like? And when he pull, pulled in, like, holy shit, it's Paul Reiser. 
I can't trust Paul Reiser in an 80s era science fiction film. Absolutely not. He's he's trying to impregnate Will with an alien. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, that's just a fact. That's just uh-huh. a fact. And he's going to study him for the car, the, 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 the corporation. And it's it's he's going to give up all of Hawkins for it. Like, he's just bad. <laughs> he's bad and he's talking bullshit, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously. Although he seems to be doing good work. But I'm just – I'm sad for him because – I know that he is going to be extraordinarily confused when he sees Elle and realizes it is not, in fact, Ripley. Because she looks exactly <laughs> oh like him god, at the end of this. Oh, my god, you're right. Right? Oh, my god, you're right. So I, I don't know what he's going to do. She's but got it's the Ripley hair. going to be surprising for him. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, he's he's manning the portal. Um, he's He's keeping... I guess a handle on the Demogorgon. Oh, oh, he's manning the portal. He's putting the least qualified and inattentive person in the planet to watch it. Like, who? Well, he's, he's whose night job is sitting in a white lab coat and monitoring this scary interdimensional portal that looks like it's trying to kill you at all times? Yeah, and turns its their back on it and plays the music so loud that they can't hear it gurgle and fart and all alarms go off. Yeah. No, I feel like that's um maybe pay more than 250 an hour. Maybe pay more than you're paying the creep that's that's creeping on Mad Max at the arcade to to monitor <laughs> the most important thing on the planet Earth. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. idea. It get, is. get Bob's camcorder in there. Close circuit monitor. Get flamethrower guy on it. Yeah. Flamethrower guy seemed like he was serious business. Just like if we can have JFK's Eternal Flame just have a ring of, just 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 pro, like how propane's cheap man it's yeah. just like constantly emulate emulate that thing yeah why not i don't know like it's like a drop in the 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 dark government deep 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 web government budget it's true we're getting geared up for the 6th annual summer badass fest and while we're working on a slate of apex badass films to enjoy, we've got an early action-packed announcement to make. Just like last year, we're kicking off badass season with a live movie watch and podcast recording. We've rented out a theater for connoisseurs of action films and bald move fans that just want to have a great time. Unlike last year, this year's movie is top secret. Hush, hush. No hints, except it's incredibly badass. It stars an absolute icon of the genre, We're willing to bet most of you haven't seen it, and it's going to be an incredible viewing experience with a packed house of bald movers. Those of you who came to last year's screening of Total Recall know what a party it was, and those of you who didn't, (laughs) now's your chance to experience it. Meet me and Jim, order some custom movie-themed drinks at the theater's full bar, then watch us record the full podcast for the movie. We reserved a venue over twice the size as last year, but seating is still limited. It's happening Friday, 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 June 21st at 7 p.m. in our hometown of Cincinnati. Get full details and buy tickets at baldmove.com slash live. Cincinnati's actually a pretty great city to visit, and we've got lots of details for side adventures on our event page as well. The Reds are playing the Boston Red Sox in their fantastic Riverside Stadium. The thrills of Kings Island just minutes away, and I'll be leading a kayak trip down the scenic Little Miami River on Saturday. Again, get full details and get your tickets now on our Badass Fest 6 page at baldmove.com slash live, live, live. 
Okay. Um, what else do you want to talk about? Sean Astin, Dick and Dan Joyce. He's new. Yeah. Uh, is this is this a good guy? We've been Bob. asking that. Is, is Bob a good guy? I don't know. So ha- we talked about this briefly while we were watching it. How do you think Joyce's house got fixed up? Because she clearly didn't have the money to do it, right? I think I think uh, Bob's advanced her a couple paychecks. You think Bob did it? Uh huh. Because her house is looking nice, so maybe he's got it all fixed up. Maybe his electronic electric thingamajiggies that he sells or mm-hmm. computers or something in the eighties those were yeah, popular. Yeah, I just I mean he seems like a good guy. Yeah, he seems like a nothing Plus guy he's too. A, he's... Like a ugh, I just don't want to. He seems like the normal guy that Jonathan's talking about, right? Right. Although so fucking normal, he's beyond boring. I like to see the person talking shit about Mister Mum. That movie is just no, legitimately hilarious. And Michael Keaton's a national treasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, why you got to hate on Mister? I-, I saw you laughing, Will. Mister Mum's a good time. <laughs> it is, yeah, for all ages. Like I thought, I saw that first time when I was like eleven years old. Hilarious. Watched it recently. Still pretty funny. Yeah, I feel uh, like Jonathan could have slipped a PG thirteen into that stack though. I don't see. I think that's pure, like PG thirteen didn't exist until Temple of Doom. Oh shit! Uh, oh when, shit! You're when, right. When did Temple of Doom come out? I think it was eight. Oh, eighty four. So that oh, was what month because we're in October. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was it's literally May. Okay, so it did exist. But fuck you, Jonathan. I mean, it was literally the first movie, and it was, probably wasn't even out on VHS at the time. Yeah, because movies didn't come out quite as quickly as they did <laughs> back then. But. It's true. So yeah, I bet I bet there's no like the like maybe I wonder. So it's that or R, I guess. PG, yeah. PG or R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like Joyce the type of parent that lets Will watch rated R movies. She's just trying to pretend like she does and it in front of Bob. Jonathan is <laughs> definitely the brother that sneaks the rated R movie. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, totally. So, uh, what do you think about Mad Max? I mean, the kid. Uh, the, she seemed cool. The the boys I'm are Twitter pated by her. She seems like she's pretty pretty feisty, pretty smart. Yeah. Uh, I'm with Dustin. She seems awesome. Yeah. But, well, but why I don't they literally just, haven't talked to her? Wh- when are they going to quit creeping on her and just approach her like a human being well, and have a conversation? I get that it. They're twelve year old boys. That's yeah. probably not going to happen. No, that to me, when she leaves the note for him, made her even more awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a defining moment. Is uh-huh. stop creeping on me. Yes, that's spying on me, creeps. Uh, oh, another anachronism. Hmm. Mr. Clark's teaching evolution openly in a 1980s mm. Indiana classroom. Yeah, that wouldn't fly. I remember, so this was in 93, my high school biology teacher coming to the evolution unit. Also, girls volleyball coach. Uh, look, people, uh, you know, I know some, some, some people got their thoughts, but uh, this, this book has got a unit on evolution, and uh, we're just, we're just going to go out of the book. Like We're just going to go out of the book? Just, like Just going to go out of the book. <laughs> There's like, like like I as a teacher don't approve this, but here's the book. And like I said, like this is this is rural Indiana, yeah. man. There's no Mr. Clark would be run out of town on Mad Max's skateboard mm-hmm. if he's openly talking about the miracle of evolution that the human brain is. It's just not going. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Um, what's going on with the rotten pumpkins? Is that, I don't know. Is that demagoguery? It could is, be it could be demagoguery leaking into the real world. Is, is that pumpkin patch warfare? I don't think it's Eugene. No. Nah. That's the one thing I can almost say for certain. Uh no human could do that to any pumpkins. Not uh, possible. 
well, the other thing we missed in the 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 preview because or the uh, our, our prologue, which we just 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 like so much stuff to recap. Uh, yeah. Steve and Nancy's relationship. Steve trying to do like like uh, the bullshit his way through a college admittance uh, test, writing some kind of essay comparing a state championship with his grandfather winning in World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, what? How would you characterize their relationship? Because, well, how would you characterize their relationship? I I think it seems mostly healthy and pleasant, honestly. Yeah. Like, I don't, I didn't see anything weird. The only thing I don't like about it is what it's doing to Jonathan, but uh, he doesn't seem all that bothered that's the by same, it like, either. Jo- Jonathan seems like he's taken in stride. Like, okay, I'm having a conversation with Nancy and she's trying to bring me out of my shell. And then Steve comes out and just sucks her face for 30 seconds. And like, I was just like, Oh God! They're gonna pan, and Jonathan's just gonna sit there. But no, Jonathan's like, "Peace out." He's he's yeah, but he didn't he's say halfway anything. down the hallway. Well, what he, could, he... he could have said like, "Gotta go, see ya," or yeah. something like. Well, also Nancy... to me, that's just like a roll your eyes, turn around, and walk away sort of thing. Right, which... that's what I'm saying too. It, but but I mean, like that to me implies that he's sort of annoyed by it. Well, it's Whereas annoying if he said, behavior. Gotta go, see ya. It's annoying whatever. behavior. It is pretty annoying to just stop a conversation. I mean, Steve's pretty annoying to begin with. Unless, yeah. unless you quote unquote love him like Nancy does. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, also, I want to know where they got so many trapper keepers because everybody in that fucking hallway has a what looks like legit trapper keeper. Oh, you're saying like because I was saying in the '80s everyone had a trapper keeper. It, oh, it absolutely. Was but in the production of this show, where the fuck did they get so many trapper keepers? I wonder. I bet they're still making trapper keepers. No. Yeah, I bet they are. Surely not. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Doesn't, well, Trapper Keeper still has a site on me.com. Okay. Uh, I bet they don't have any sweet, sweet designs, though. Uh, I don't know, man. They don't have any fucking triangle shooting past Jupiter. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're still making a Trapper Keepers. I don't, I cannot verify the sweet designs, <laughs> but, uh, they are, they, they are still being manufactured. That's amazing. Cool. That's amazing. Absolutely. Give me one. Um, I liked uh, this. The you know, there's just a lot of nostalgia here. Like Mike trying to sort through the toys he's going to give away as punishment, and mm-hmm. he's got the the Falcon, and then you know, swing from there right to the kind of heart heart string tugging uh, him trying to reach out to L and being so lonely. So um, th- this toy box thing, like this toy box punishment, yeah, where you got to fill two boxes with toys. Yeah, this is the thing about the Millennium Falcon. It's such a good piece to put in the box because it takes up so much space. But right? he could pay for his college in like ten years if he holds on to that sucker. I know that's why it's the hardest choice he's got to make. Do mm. I fill the box with one toy, or do I put uh, fifteen tiny teddy bears in there? You know, mm. I mean, the answer is pretty obvious. Keep the the Falcon. Yeah. I don't know, because that's the thing. Like, uh, I, I that, that seems like a kind of universal coming of age, because, like, my son's going through it right now. He just turned 11, and he's got just menagerie of... Because when he was a kid, I just, like, gathered up all of his age-inappropriate stuff and, like, just gifted it to a younger kid or took it to Goodwill or whatever. But now it's like he's to the age where he would know I'm doing that, and he would fight me on it. Like like in, like intellectually, yeah. he knows that like you're not going to play with this toy you played with as a six year old, but he's got emotional attachments to it. Sure. So yeah. I don't know what the like that's a dad play. I'm still trying to figure out like do I just smuggle out one piece at a time over the course of six months and just mm-hmm. you know refresh the stock that way, 
uh, kind of like you know boiling the frog, or do yeah. I like have him make the decisions himself? And that's going to be a shit show. I honestly don't know. Yeah. Uh, if you got any, if you got any uh, stranger parents advice, write into StrangerThingsAboveMove.com. Uh, I mean, I think the only other thing I really want to talk about is yeah. the final scene with Hopper and L. Okay. Because uh, that's a huge development. Like we said, L is back. Um, Hopper is either living out in the woods with her or just meeting her for dinners, I guess, mm-hmm. at a at a designated time at 815. See, I don't have a real good handle on what Hopper's house looks like, and he came up in the dark. So that is that his double wide on the lake or is that i think it's like, too dilapidated it La- looks a little hunting it was in a clear yeah it was in like a clearing too i agree but i also wouldn't be shocked if they established that no no that's his house because i'm just not that familiar with the location full grown trees i mean i guess you could have had them planted but my that's, god that's, that's l she's just developing all these powers <laughs> she can turn so. an oak into a hundred foot tree in six hours if can, you give her can she make a tv dinner not taste shitty <laughs> yeah but it makes both of her nostrils bleed <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's 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 for that's for saving saving your 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 friends and loved ones lives yeah. um a couple other I really liked the stuff that the the acting that Will's doing, and I know this was probably digital, but when they show the final uh, apocalyptic vision he gets, where essentially Progenitus from Magic the Gathering comes out of the the storm <laughs> clouds, they had that the hair you could see the hair standing on the back of his neck. I thought that was super cool. Yeah. Um, and is it just me, or do do the flashes of upside down look even better this year? Oh yeah, and they're doing this weird. Like, you noticed it on the logo where they're doing this weird aging effect. Yeah, totally I think, new intro. I I think they're doing that with the effects too, mm-hmm. because that stuff looked super cool. But they're doing some kind of pass to make it look like it's like an '80s era special, like the best '80s era special effect you've ever seen. Yeah, I thought it looked great. Um, also, we don't like that one soldier that comes in with the the you know mylar costume and with a flamethrower it's like oh it looks like it's gonna be a hot one like is his job to just trim the yeah he's like trim the verge i guess so so it doesn't grow out into the real world yeah is that like just a perpetual holocaust that we're perpetrating on the demogorgians and they're they're coming for justice it could be yeah yeah i don't don't know so we talked you know in season one about are there more demogorgons um than just the one that we saw. We don't really know. Um, there seem to be other creatures as seen in this episode, but can they come through the same way the Demogorgon could? Because he, or it, rather, seemed to be able to come through pretty much wherever it wanted, mm-hmm. as far as we can tell. So what good does it do to keep this portal clear, you know? Yeah. Is that know. helping? And and would we understand if it wasn't helping and how do they keep the demogorgons from making other portals because it seemed like last year they could come through joyce's wallpaper they could come through a tree log they could come through all kinds of stuff the only one we know of though has been killed right as far as we're aware i felt like that the port like when he goes flamethrowing that the things kind of like made a shrieking noise and moved as if like that there's some kind of intelligence or will behind that Mm -hmm. maybe it's just a, a reflex action i don't know could be uh, other 80s nostalgia, I loved Barb's parents' house. The wallpaper, mm-hmm. the wickerback, dining room furniture. Yep. It's just so good. The bathroom. The bathroom. Uh, oh, man. It's 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 just the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is... 
What is Lucas and Dustin's plan? They mentioned because they're, they're talking about they have a plan. They got to stick to the plan. It's something about stalking Mad Max. Yeah, but, but that was before the arcade, right? Was it? I think because so. I thought they were riding home and trying to tell Mike that oh, they'd found her, right. and Mike's like, "Fuck off!" And they're like, "Well, he's not in." He's like, "Well, we stick to the plan," and like it's not a dictatorship. And yeah, hmm, I don't know. I don't think it's been revealed yet. All right. Well, I don't have much more to say. My my one remaining question is: I want to know what electronic thingamajiggies Sean Aston is selling. Yeah. I'm sure we'll find out. He's selling Casio calculator watches. Yeah. They're all the rage. Those, I mean, he should be handing them out to the kids so they can they can show the school, like, First what they're missing. First one's free. Yeah. If you want, you want to store up to 10 phone numbers. <laughs> right. If you want to calculate three-digit math problems. Uh, up to eight, eight math. Oh, no, you can get, you can get boobless out of that, I'm pretty sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, then, then you come see, if you want a semi-perpetual calendar that's mm-hmm. not Y2K compliant, <laughs> come see Sean Astin. Nobody was thinking about Y2K <laughs> at this point. Literally. Nobody. No fucking programmer was, that's yeah. for sure. Nobody was. They scrambled in 1997. Until they, they sobered up in the late 90s. Holy <laughs> yeah. shit, what were we doing? We didn't have nearly enough bits to keep track. We didn't think this computer thing was going to work out. There's nope. going to be a flash to pan. We're going to go right back to Bacchus's. A back right. eye? A back A back That's the proper one, yep. Those are stranger things. I don't know how to work them. All right. Well, that's episode one, I Back think. to the stranger things salt mines Yeah. on our marathon. Uh, we're going to try to get two done today uh, and then do three uh, each day this weekend again to have complete coverage uh, before the end of the weekend. Uh, uh, I made a, a supercut of Stranger oh, Things right. season yeah, yeah, one. Yeah. I want to talk about real quick. Um, it's on YouTube. If you search for shouting things, you'll find it on YouTube. Uh, it's a supercut of all the characters in Stranger Things shouting the names of other characters and and some other stuff, which made, made it funnier. Uh, go to YouTube and check it out. How we want to do, because the other thing is we got a, a decent amount of pot, um, feedback in between last year's preview, and should we like maybe take a little bit of that, like at the in, like at the end of each night, days? I thought we were going to do. Um, yeah, but a lot of this stuff is probably not going to be relevant up. by the yeah. time you get to season two wrap up. Well, that's the nature of it. Yeah, <laughs> I guess right. watch the whole thing and then send us feedback. Uh, I do think maybe I could cherry pick some relevant feedback from like because it looks like we're going to do three 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 like uh, if i can pick through the ones up to like episode three to consider yeah, you want at to. the end of today sure uh to kind of keep it from getting you know keep it from getting completely jacked up but yeah. uh all right well I, again can't wait to get back to it so that's what we're going to do now stranger things at baldmove.com if you want to leave feedback um for sure for the season two wrap-up we'll be doing next week or the week after uh but yeah we gotta get back to it